Hey everyone, welcome to the Mass Construction Show with today's guest slash host, Jason Edick, Vice President of Risk Management at Lee Kennedy Company. I'm your host, Joe Kelly, and this is a podcast about all things construction in Massachusetts and beyond. What we're listening today is a proposed episode for a new safety podcast that I had undertaken with Jason that he was going to host and determine the topics, and I would assist with getting it posted, and the hope was to get an increased awareness of safety in the industry. I thought there were a lot of topics out there that were maybe beyond my reach that I found interesting, but I didn't have the bandwidth and thought it would be good if maybe we just had someone to focus on that with their expertise. With their expertise, I thought Jason was a great fit for this. Now, this version didn't work out, but Jason is now teaming up with Sean Carvalho of Shalomit, Bob Kunz of Dimeo, and Douglas Plant of Turner to make a safety podcast a reality. The interesting part of producing content is sometimes things work, sometimes things don't, and others just need a little adjusting. So here's a peek at a show that never was. The first 15 minutes is about mass construction. Uh, You can jump to around 35 minutes if you want to hear why Jason believes if you're saying safety first, you're full of shit. Today's show is brought to you by Central, commercial carpenters and supporters of our conversations. Enjoy the show. Now it's running, Joe. I still don't trust technology. Are you prepping? No, I just like to at least remember what... We've already started. That's fine. I'm comfortable. <laughs> I would hope so. How many podcasts have you done? Uh, I'm at least at 250. Are you kidding me? No. Dude, this doing is all hat to you. 2018. You know what happens is I don't pay attention to it because I keep on saying like, oh, for the 100th, I should do something or the 200th, the 250. And they just like, then I look down and I'm like, well, well, I'm not doing anything special. So you don't announce the podcast number when in your intro? This is podcast number. No, I'm just fucking winging it. That's the problem. We're going to do that. I don't think we're going to make it past three with this bullshit, but. Um. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> even like the way uh, you organized, even this operation was 10 times more organized than, but that's just my personality because I'm okay. So I can, I can put together a couple of chairs and a sheet of paper that says we're going to talk about this. What I, what I need help with is getting off the dime to do those three or four or five in a single day and getting ahead of it. Yeah. Well, you know, my this help? is meant, this is meant to kick me off by the way. See, you know, what stinks is the three or four in a day. If we weren't doing the on site, piece i could book the studio in providence yep and you could schedule three people they handle all the tech you go down do eight to ten eleven to one two to four bang out you know i did think about that again i might mix that in there although honestly if we're going to do this i said to myself because one of the things is it's all about the trades right Mm -hmm. it is it's all about the trades if these guys are out here in blistering heat, although we're not, we're sitting in the shade right yeah. now, but or in thirty degree temperatures in the middle of the winter, you know why? Why would I do it? Just, yeah, I think it might be harder. Um, at least you're moving. If you're sitting in a chair for uh, forty five minutes, and it's uh, yeah, then, this this is going to be tough. But sitting in a chair, 
Let's get this bitch going. Yeah, go for it. I'm ready. I don't remember what's first, so you go. Either way, I have cheat sheets. You're in charge. You're, a, rookie. You, my you're a virgin. I am a virgin. So I'm honored to be your, your, your first. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Joel. What a great lead-in to well, a podcast. At, 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 at such a late age, too, yeah. Well, I would like to welcome you to Safety on Site, a new podcast about safety on site. The name... Um, is informative and it and it's got a nice ring to it. Uh-huh. <laughs> you don't like my cover art that you said it looks like uh, you had a stroke, but you you realize that anytime you're, I don't think did stopped. I say that I did I say that was I that mean yeah okay yeah. I apologize okay um so my name is Jason Edick I will be your host for Safety on Site and today's episode podcast. Number one, one, by the way, you should have counted when you started a long time ago, is entitled, You're Full of Shit. Entitled or titled? Titled. Titled. It's not entitled? See, this leads directly into my disclaimers, Joel. Yeah, that you're going to fuck up a lot? Yeah, I don't, well, one, I don't know if we're allowed to swear on this. Are they yes. going yes. to beep us out? No. I don't think we should make a habit of it. No, we don't beep out. The only th time that we might beep out is if we're posting the video because mm -hmm. like LinkedIn, Instagram, they don't like the swears. They'll uh, not show it. So, But we're not posting the whole thing. You're just posting excerpts. Clips. Yeah. Clips so if there was that. one particular clip that we swear in, you swear in, your guest swears in. Yeah. Like both of us have already done. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm a chronic offender. So, Well, I want to welcome to the show Joe Kelly. Thanks for having me, Jason. Code Consultant. At mass construction. Yep. Uh, but that's not really what you do. You are a code consultant, but you're a yeah. little bit more than your title. Yeah, it's hard to necessarily describe what I do. A lot of people are like, what do you do? Um, in this I have to hear. Mike and Soraya and other folks, everybody that I work with, you know, have had this discussion, and I've kind of come to the realization that at the core, we educate. So whether it's podcast, video, a newsletter, which I'm super excited about, like the, it's called the Mass Construction Network. And last month, it was like the third or fourth one we put out. We had a 78% open rate. Now, if, anybody, if anyone knows anything about emails, if you have like an 18% open rate, you're crushing it. So 78% of the people that the email went to opened, opened it. it. Yeah, and like 40-something percent of the people clicked on links that were in there, meaning they read it and where I was directing them to or where we were directing them to, they found valuable enough to click on it. And the amount of people that even reopen, so they're looking at it and they're saying, oh, hey, I got to know that. So like we're putting in information um, like Boston's going to have the new construction safety um, Ordinance, yeah. ordinance, right? Um, we put a link to that. Boston Fire now, you have to have, pe which people know already, but like the FPPM affidavit. Mm -hmm. um, but a new addition is within 241, you now have to do fire exposure analysis on wood frame structures. Boston Fire has now said how they want that submitted. So you go to their website. It says, this is how we want it submitted. One email, 
they want the 241 plan and the fire exposure analysis as two separate files. They want the address in the subject line so they can find it. And they also put a description of what large wood frame is. So we put that. So we put information that people actually need. Energy code is going to go into effect on this date. Demonstration code goes in effect on this date. So if you're in these communities, you need to look at your permit. So it's all information like that that people actually need. And, and how many people does this email go to? I think it's like 450. But I mean, I started. I, all right, I'm impressed. I started four months ago, five months ago. I, I'm impressed because 78%, my first thought is, well, you only sent it to four people and you called three of them and told them to open it. Yeah, no, that's. But 400, that, yeah. that, that is incredible. Yeah, it's great. And job. So if you have a project coming up and you know you have you know, 500 VAV boxes that you need by such and such a date, you can look out there and you can be like, oh shit, VAV boxes are 42 weeks. I need to get this bought and get this submittal. Do you see so, that list growing? And I know we're a little bit off topic, but do you see that list growing? The list of materials that you would include, because th there are other contractors out there that are putting that information in for, you know, acoustical something or other, or even, even something as simple as drywall. Yeah, I mean, like if they're pricing and lead times. Yeah, if there are contractors that are doing that and they would like it to go out, I mean, that would really be their target audience, right? The people yeah, right. roofing. Roofing is another big one right now. Lead times on roofing and. Yep, uh, I imagine glass. I don't know if if that's an issue with curtain wall or. It hasn't, it's, to my knowledge, it hasn't no. been. Because historically, that's always a hard thing to yeah. procure. Maybe it just yeah. hasn't really just stayed hard, kind of like elevators. I wouldn't know though. Yeah, I'm a safety guy. I wouldn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so you're an educator. That's where we start. So the point is, yeah, it's education, whether it's the newsletter, the podcast where people feel like they learn, like I'm still stunned. Like the people that will message me and say, yeah, Hey, I found this and I went back to the beginning and listened to all of them. Like that's awesome. And sometimes it's college kids. One kid out at UMass. That's what he said to me. And like, you know, and that's great. They get an opportunity to hear real people in the business and they can, Everybody learns. So like podcasts, uh, newsletter, the social media stuff, the classes themselves. Yep. So probably 50% of the business is going doing classes at real estate and um, GCs. And then there's occasionally one-off like subcontractors or associations, things that we do that. And then the other half of the business is code consulting. So if you have questions on accessibility or energy code or uh, egress, Fire ratings. And how long have you guys been in business now? How long have you been uh, in business? It's, well, it's, I passed five years now. So it was 2018 we started in the beginning of the year. So this year is five years. This past February was five Good years. Um, you must have gotten a little nervous right around COVID. Yeah. As a business owner. Yep. What is um, this going to do? But <clears throat> on your side, how much of an impact did it have? Well, uh, not not to get um, into like the mental side of things, but I think the whole reason I was able to even start the business at all was just doing a lot of like work on myself and realizing that you know you can the opportunities are out there and whatever bad thing is happening, there's an opportunity in that. And COVID hit 
And well, so we do a, a ton of 241 plans, impairment plans, things like that around fire safety is probably, you know, with Mike, it's been a lot more like building code consulting, but 40% of what I'm doing is fire safety related stuff. Mm -hmm. So writing those plans is what we do. So when people started needing COVID plans, luckily my background, having been a building inspector, like I understand uh, the permitting process, regulations, ordinances, all that. So I read through everything, what the CDC, what the state, <coughs> excuse me, no problem. And then Boston had the way they wanted it. Cambridge had the way they wanted it. Somerville had what they wanted. Like some people wanted cleaning schedules. Some people wanted that. So what I did was... You were I, a big part of the reason that the GCs got together. Yeah, we had that roundtable, yeah. which was so helpful. You helped to pull the, the GCs together. First it, time in a long time that we've really been aligned as GCs. Yeah, and that one did. Come together on an issue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's great. And that, weirdly enough, that uh, episode still does well. Really? Yeah. I think having the three GCs together mm -hmm. was of interest to people. Yeah. Or in a... In, Sub, two, two GCs in a sub. Long story short is then I wrote something on how to write a COVID site safety plan. And then City of Boston reached out and said, will you do a webinar for us? And then Nika reached out and said, will you do a webinar for us? So I was getting paid to do webinars. People were reaching out to me and I was writing COVID safety plans for companies. And it was kind of like, all right, it could have been bad. And, but within everything you can find something and it's a good business strategy. luckily we find we found it that kind of got us through the rough patches and good. um yeah we've it's been growth every year since so five years in business this is for all you entrepreneurs out there through a very tough time in covid he's getting a 78 percent open rate on his email newsletter it goes up to several hundred people it's a big deal and he's up to 250-something podcasts? Yep. yep. Yeah. yeah well, we broke 250 pretty recently, I think. You packaged a lot into five years. I'm doing the math for five years, but that's one podcast a week. Yes, that's, yeah, yeah. that's what we do. And good. sometimes I'm it's not doing that. sprinkled in. No, we're going to go easy on you. Every yeah, other good. Week. Good. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's been, it's been great. So at the core, I think we're educators, whether it's we're doing the consulting and helping people with that, the podcast, the classes, the social media is a big part of it. And that takes us to what you're doing here, which is uh, there's so much I want to do. And I knew that there really should be a good quality podcast that focuses on safety. I wanted to do it. I would occasionally dip my toe into that water and do an episode here or there. But I think there needed to be a focus. There was an appetite for it. Um, it's a uh, lot of pressure, Joe. Yeah, and yeah, you uh, put a lot of pressure on it. I, right? <laughs> yeah, but a good I, quality uh, podcast. That's what that's what got yeah. me. No, uh, I honest, never made that promise. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, honest to God, I, I, you were the only person I went to, and you know, the other two passed away. You've got the right delivery. You are willing to say inappropriate things, which uh, is needed for the podcast. And I just see even like your content on LinkedIn. I know you don't do a ton of it, but you know, when you posted with the gentleman that fell in the harness Raff. engaged, like that was awesome. I'm like, 
that's what people want to see. What's the face of that person who did the right thing? And let's put Raph on podcast number two. We're doing that. Yeah, I think it would be. Yeah, that that would be great. He's got a great little. It's a quick story, but he's got a great story. Yeah, and he's a great guy. And I'm also very interested. Um, you have your whether it's a theory or outlook on safety, and I feel like all the safety professionals have different variations of it. Like they look at things differently. Uh, I'm interested to hear, and I think other people will be interested to hear. Like, okay, well, how does Jason look at it? I think it helps them reflect on the own way they look at it. Like, I want to do that. If I see somebody else's 241 plan, I say, oh, let me look at it. How do they approach this or how do they approach that? And I think that's going to be the best episode you do. What's your approach to safety? Yeah, that's a great lead-in, actually. And the reason that we're doing this topic first, and we'll get to the topic here in a second, is... Because almost everything that I do now is based on that simple philosophy that we'll, we'll talk about. So, But first, I do need to give a couple of disclaimers. Go for it. I have to do this. I'll have a sip of coffee. Go ahead. I should have done this before <clears throat> you called me out on, what was the word that I used that was the wrong word? Quality? No. No, no, no. It was at oh, the beginning. Uh, you said entitled, and I said titled. Titled. This episode is entitled. It's not entitled. No, it's you're titled. entitled, but yeah. I'm an entitled son of a bitch. All right, so there's the first disclaimer. The first disclaimer is that if you're listening to this, I am going to butcher the English language repetitively all the time. I'm going to combine words and phrases. I'm going to use words that make no sense. I'm going to have to look up words occasionally after I say them. Um, but I've gotten to the point in my life where people, I think, understand what I'm talking about and uh, realize that I'm not the Mensa Club type. Not, I'm not 140 IQ. Uh, that's pretty clear, I think, to any listener, especially already. Closer to 40 than 140? Yeah, yeah. I'm down, <laughs> I, I might be in the single digits. Um, but I'm going to butcher the English language. So it's, if you're going to listen to the podcast, it's something that you have to put up with, is me butchering the English language. So I apologize for that. The other disclaimer is that I'm going to insult a lot of people here, and I, I really don't intend to. This, this one is serious. I, I have a tendency to insult people without trying. I, I do it uh, very naturally, but I don't mean to. So I'm going to apologize to anyone advance. in advance from now until either the day I die or the day this podcast ends, probably in three or four episodes because there's no subscribers. But I apologize. So I, I'm going to insult or get people's ire up about certain things. Now, here's what I thought about. If, if I do insult somebody, what is that person's recourse? They should be able to, to oh, tell I, me. Right? I, I like this. Yep. How do they do that? I mean, right now. I'm not now, giving out my phone number. No. Like right now, it is so easy people to find you and message you in some way whether it's on LinkedIn or they write a review and say I listen to this podcast this guy's an asshole he said X Y and Z like where, where do those reviews reside where, where do they sit uh, wherever somebody's listening so most people are probably gonna be listening on Apple the podcast player on Apple yep. and you scroll to the bottom you can type in your review or your comment except for the seven people in Massachusetts who still have Androids 
Yes. Those are the yes. seven people are yeah, with the they're green, commenting. Yeah, with the green. Look, see, I did it already. I just insulted yeah. probably tens of thousands of people. Yes. They deserve it, though. They're, yep. they're using an Android. And can leave one star if they don't like what you said. And but they can do that. They can find you on LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn. Okay. And send you a message there. Jason Edick. Yep. E-D-I-C. At Jason Edick. Yeah. I think it's at Jason Edick. Yeah. No I dash. don't think you're anywhere else, right? Not Instagram, not any of that kind of stuff. I am on Instagram, <clears throat> but I never go on it. The only reason I went on it um, is to because of my, my kids. content. Oh, uh, yeah, to follow. <laughs> yes, you're right. That was the original reason. Because my kids were using it, and I said, I want to be more involved in my kids' life. And that, that lasted uh, a couple of days. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? That's, I'm glad you're bringing this up. Maybe we um, probably are going to create a, an account on Instagram for this so we can share clips and um and content so maybe maybe we do that i hadn't thought through that and now for people listening that are quite confused why i'm saying we uh, oh, good it, point this is jason's show i reached out to him because <laughs> as part of mass construction it, it's weird right it's like a website it's social media it's a podcast but like there are people that write for the site and write on particular topics like Dave Mullins wrote on um, data centers, but there's another word for it. It's uh, mission critical construction, mm. you know, and he wrote a great piece and he talked about like the design and how it's done. And you know, he wrote something excellent. Chris McPherson has written on there. Mike has written on there. Um, we've had a lot of people write about their expertise. So, it's really, yes, a lot of the content is coming from me, but it's a platform kind of almost for anyone to have a voice if they pitch something to me. And as long as they're not trying to just sell something, then, and they're willing to write something or create a checklist or a how-to, like I, I, I would love to, love to get that content. And I'd love to share it with everybody else. So this will fit under the mass construction umbrella, but it is... Safety on site with Jason Edick. It's your show. And I have a couple other podcasts in the work. One about historic fires, which I'm pretty excited about. And then potentially one that's in the real estate realm I'm excited about. So these will all live under the mass construction umbrella. But it's Jason's show. title might change soon to just podcaster. What do you mean? Got a good thing going. You may be. Yeah, just... I don't make money off of this though. Oh. Can't people you make money off some... of Instagram? What do you say? Being uh, an influencer or something like that. Couldn't uh, you be an influencer? Uh, Isn't yeah, that I don't think my things are big enough. I, we <laughs> have. What an admission <laughs> yeah, yeah. on camera. <laughs> Good for you, Joe. It's not, that kind of, that. not that kind of a site. Yeah. Um, not that kind of account. Um, but yeah, I mean, we have a, a target kind of demo, which is people in commercial construction in Massachusetts. And now, don't and I, get me wrong, it's really stretched beyond that, but... I have to say, your podcasts are excellent and informative. There's not, there's not a lot of BS. No, and I don't think... I, I, I have, I think, the advantage of there's nobody else doing it in this Ooh, space. Just gave away your secret. So my competition is yeah. low. Um, so that helps. But I think you don't want to forget your final disclaimer which is probably the most important one yep 
I think. Uh, do I have to look down at my sheet? Oh, really? Lee Kennedy. Yeah, that is the one. Yeah. Uh, so I, I work for a company called Lee Kennedy. We're a general contractor in the New England area. Um, and I'm, if you're listening to this, you're from three towns around us right now and not really on the other side of the country. But yep. um, I, I have to say, and I, I mean this, I'm saying this with all sincerity, that the views on this podcast, and this is not a legal disclaimer, this is the truth. Uh, the it's views both. on this podcast. It's both. <laughs> true, yeah, it could be. Hold harmless agreement. You cannot hold Lee Kennedy responsible for any stupid shit that comes out of my mouth. Um, no, but I, I work for Lee Kennedy, but my views do not reflect necessarily those of Lee Kennedy. Sure, some of them do, and we'll talk about some of those even today. Um, but these are these are my thoughts and opinions. Sometimes they align with my employer, but they do not reflect my employer. So whatever dumb thing I've offended you for, don't hold it against Lee Kennedy. Lee Kennedy is a, a pheno truly a phenomenal company. I've been with them for almost 12 years. Yeah. I wouldn't stay someplace if it wasn't awesome. So yeah. that, that's the final disclaimer. Yeah. And you've got, you've got great people at Lee Kennedy. And then I also like, like I, I got to be honest, I am partial to like the Massachusetts companies. So whether it's like Walsh Brothers or Lee Kennedy's, like I, not to offend the the non-local company, but if it's a big giant, I'll say like AECOM or something like that. I yeah, would much rather see Lee Kennedy or Walsh Brothers get that work than, than yeah, the bigger companies. And, you know, I think it's great. And I, I know through other Lee Kennedy folks that have come on the podcast, the Mass Construction Show, like Lee has always been super supportive of them doing that. Oh, yeah. You know, and saying, no, yeah, go ahead. Like, go out there and do it. Like, some companies are like, no, we don't want you to go talk this and that. But from what I just kind of hear through the grapevine and see his comments on posts, the feeling that I get is Lee Michael's always been kind of a cheerleader for people that want to go and, and talk about these kind of things. So I, I think that's kind of nice. Presentations, pocket, yeah, it, all of it. It really is an astounding company. Yeah, It's a family-run company, but it's not the family-run company that you think about. It's, yeah. it is it's funny. I think the that, best atmosphere I've ever worked in. Yeah, professionally and personally, the best yeah. atmosphere I've ever worked in. Yeah, I, I didn't. Sorry to cut you off there, but it's. I am constantly shocked at the amount of companies that have not understood the current landscape of life and still want to do things like the old way. Mm. And say, oh no, no, we, we don't want to hire like that. We want to present ourselves to be whatever. Be like, no. When you consume content, when you're on Instagram, would you, what you're putting out, would you be interested in that at all? And the answer is always no. Yeah. But it's shocking yeah. how many leaders of companies have yet to realize that the industry has changed. And oh, here's a great one. Yesterday or the day before, we did a class. Mike did. Uh, IBC changes for the upcoming 10th edition. Uh, it was at Procopio Companies. And one guy came over and introduced himself after, said, hey, I listened to the you know, podcast, this and that. And he goes, you should get a finder's fee. And I said, what? And he goes, I listened to your, your podcast because my boss really liked it. And I heard Mike's episode, and it got me to apply this company and I'm working here. He left a local GC because he wanted, and he, Procopio does general contracting and development. 
and he was interested in kind of getting in that world. Really? Listened to the podcast, applied for Procopio, works there now. Same thing happened. So this is two that I know of. I was teaching again at Sterling. <clears throat> Guy comes up after and he's like, hey, he's like, I listen to the podcast. Love this. And I do teaching there. So I made the assumption that this guy sees all my slides that I have mass construction show on there or whatever. I, I figured he saw me there and went to listen to it. I'm like, oh, I'm like, did you see my stuff? And then you went and looked at it. He's like, no. He goes, I was listening to your podcast. I would listen to Andy on the show and I loved what he had to say. And I applied to Sterling. So there's two companies where you should get a finder's fee, at least a steak dinner. Something. No, hey, they gave their time to come on. That's good for me, yeah, right? Go. But the point is not that I'm looking for anything, but to the point of the leaders and the companies that understand this is a new environment, and they might say things like, I often hear people say things like, uh, well, uh, we don't need any more work. I don't need to do that. And I'm like, it's not about just getting work. It's about employee retention. Like if they see what you do and what you invest in and you're, and they work for a company that other people see and know about or it's people that want to come work at your place because they see what you do, you know, they might, they might be super into gardening and you have like a roof garden at your company and stuff. So they want to come work because they see you. Like that's why people yeah. make decisions. Um, Connection. Yeah. So Connection. I, you know, yes, yeah, yeah. What's the, what's that? They, the construction is what gets them there. But then it's the roof garden or the tough mudder or someone who's super into boats or whatever that they, or bass fishing, whatever they make a connection with. That's why they make decisions. So those two people probably heard nothing about construction from Andy and Mike, but heard something personal Culture. from the two yeah. of them and said, oh, that's what I want to be part that's of. That's the guy that I want to work for. Yeah. So I, not to be blown smoke, smoke up Lee Michael's ass, but like, the people that realize that that's the world we're in, I think it's um, it, it's great that they do because it's shocking to me because I deal with a lot of companies. It's shocking to me how many of them don't get it and say, "Oh no, we don't want to. We don't want to go on. We can't. We can't do that." Yeah. Sorry for a little side monologue there. I think it's a podcast. I think you're allowed to do that. I think we are. We're allowed to do that. Wait, it's your show. Yeah. You can edit me out. I, I don't think we're gonna edit edit. Any no, of this, are we? I know. I don't think so. I go live. Maybe bleep out a couple of things. Yeah. No, I only edit out if edit out if there's things people don't want. If they're like, oh, you know what? I probably shouldn't have said that because the person's going to know I was talking about them. Can you clip that out? I do that. But other than that, it's, it's what a rip. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I probably should go back and listen to this or watch it and listen to it at some point, right? First one, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. just to make sure that... Um, I haven't thrown anybody, including myself, under the bus. Hmm. But, well, listen, you if, you, if you haven't figured it out, um, it's called Safety on Site. It's kind of a play on words, right? But we are sitting on a construction site right now. Right now yeah. we're sitting on a, a Lee Kennedy job site because it was the, the one that I had easiest access to. Uh, but this show, if we keep going with it, I keep saying that. I don't yeah. want you to worry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it my all, Joe. Yeah. Uh, is going to be on site. It's a little bit quiet today out on this job site. We're in kind of the last phases of the, the project, so it's a lot of punch lists and some finishes. But um, we'll be on all types of project and projects, and I'm, I'm 
hoping that we'll be on sitting on all types of GCs, other GCs projects as well. Meaning it, there are a lot of interesting people out there that are worth interviewing. You mentioned Raf, the gentleman that worked for Structures Derek, great guy and I a worker. Um, find that guy, find out what job he's sitting on, and we go sit and talk for a few minutes on that on that site for yeah. a, a podcast. So yeah, that intro you cut, not to interrupt you, but you did that little intro. I mean, that was great. You had ironwork is setting panels in the background. You had some nice, like you could hear the site. Yeah, you going, hear, like, you, you're going to hear that background noise. Um, we'll try and make it not too noisy so it's disruptive but sure you'll hear some construction in the background you're gonna hear one of these jackasses over here standing at the truck pretty sure drinking a beer on the way out um yelling some cuss words <laughs> disclaimer like yes disclaimer yeah not actually drinking a beer that was a joke yeah. um but yeah you'll hear some colorful things i'm sure and there's some tools and stuff in the background and we're gonna do it all year see and i'm, I'm i've got these comfy chairs you can't see it if you're listening to it but i've got these great Cabela's chairs. And a nice Stanley Thermos. He's and a Stanley Thermos. Off. That was my dad's that I stole from when he moved. Uh, um, yeah, so that, that noise is not um, Joe urinating. <laughs> it's me pouring coffee for Joe. So we've got coffee here. Um, in the background, you, you, can't, you can't see it if you're listening to it, but the guy just walked by, Peter Manfredo, the pride of Providence, great boxer. We're on a show called The Contender. Works for Lee Kennedy. I can't say enough good things about that guy. Peter Manfredo is phenomenal. Great guy. All right. What are we here to talk about today? Yeah, we're talking about... I don't even know. You don't? You didn't read it? I read it, but I wasn't clear on... I thought, well, it's in the it's in the objective. Okay. I wrote an objective. Trying to get my thoughts together. Were you an idea? But the title of this... Oh, because you won't put down... Like you, you had, a, you'll you put, had a date, location. <laughs> you'll put questions down, though, in yeah, advance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yep. You're, not, you're well, not winging it all the time in the podcast, are you? I like to call it a skeleton. Like, this is roughly what we want to talk rough about. Rough framework. And that gives okay. us the avenue right. to just go. Well, I, I wanted to do this first. And the, the title, it's an entitled title. Screw you, Joe. Is you're full of shit. And I, and I say that because a, a lot of people that I talk to in the industry whether it's uh, an owner's meeting. I'm guilty of it myself occasionally. A kickoff meeting with a subcontractor. I hear a, a very similar term. All, hey, look at that construction noise. It's actually a ladder rack of a guy pulling out of here at 30 miles an hour. But um, At 1.30, but yeah. At one th well, he probably started at 5.30. Oh, I'm joking. Don't give the time away. You're going to get us super in trouble. Um, the, the, the phrase that I hear all the time is, Safety is the most important thing to me. Safety first. And I, I want to sit there and say, you're full of shit. You, you're lying right to my face. There's no way that you believe that. You, you're either lying to yourself or you're putting on a great front or you're, you're just plain fooling yourself if you think that safety first. Um, I, I printed out some, some typical safety slogans, but you can probably guess did you find any? No, I just know them. Um, oh. Safety is our top priority or oh. our number one priority. I'll let you. I have my one favorite, but you, you you spit off what you know, and then I'll get the one that it will get me going. Yeah, it's it's the the concept of safety first, safety safety first, safety last, save a life, think safety, and, and all that stuff is somewhat true. But just go look at any orange or neon shirt that a construction is 
the construction the tradesperson is wearing. And you'll see all these safety slowings that all kind of mean the same thing. Eric Richmond has a great line. He says, there's, when you have target zero, he goes, what happens after somebody twists their ankle on site? Is it target one? Like, <laughs> what, what's, what happens after that? Yeah. You know, and his whole concept is, we shouldn't look at it that big. And that's where I think it's going to be interesting to hear what, you, what your kind of mindset is. His mindset is, each task can certainly be target zero. Our task is to install these doors without anyone getting hurt. But to try and look at the job globally and say, or the year or whatever, like, no one's going to get hurt this year. Our target is zero. Yeah. And then, you know, and then it blows up on the first day. Then what are we doing? Yeah. I had, I had a client. Um, we had a job out at Massport, the central parking garage. And I think one of the client requests was that we put the number of days since the last recordable <laughs> up on a big magnetic board. And it was a long, tough job. It was a three-year job. One of, one of, physically, one of the toughest jobs for the tradespeople that I've ever worked. Um, it was it was phenomenally challenging, and we had injuries. They may have been minor in nature. We never had anything major happen, but I was forever going back to zero on that damn board. Yeah, that's disheartening. It was, and it's it's that idea. Like we we didn't focus on it right. So what what's the one slogan that I I F? Do you remember that phase? construction safety incident and injury free yes in the company that i worked for made us all go to a brainwashing session that had very much uh no knock on tony robbins but it had a very tony robbins-esque feel and we were going to empower everybody and get up here and tell us why you care and it was just this just drivel and nonsense and all they were saying uh, at the end of the day was like, oh, hey, the people that work out there are human beings. And they have to, like, and to me, I'm like, this is baseline human decency? Like, of course. Like, do you think that, oh, I do, I do not care about that person because he's a tradesperson and I just think he's some commodity or she's some commodity? The human beings, and like especially as a super, like I walk around every day, and I'm saying hello to these people, and we talk, and you know you have relationships, and you're drinking, eating shit pizza off the coffee truck with these people. Whoa, whoa, and, whoa slowly rolling a shit pizza. Yeah, right. Well, it depends on which truck. Um, the assumption the guy was making that I didn't care about like the people there was almost insulting to me. You know, and he was like, you know, you have to learn to make a connection so you care that this, and I was just so annoyed. <clears throat> but then at the same time, there were people that were like, oh, that was life changing. And I was really like, really? Like, yeah, I know, I know some of them. Yeah, the, the concept that safety comes first in any organization or any company is patently not true. I'm not discounting the concept of safety. What I'm discounting, what's that? You do this for a living. I do. I do it for, I'm a safety professional by trade. So I'm not discounting the concept of safety and the importance of every single person on every one of the job sites across the entire country going home at the end of the day, same way they came in, maybe a few dollars richer. I'm not discounting that at all. What I am discounting is the fact that we place safety on a pedestal where 
we don't place anything else in this industry on that same pedestal. Maybe occasionally we do on the environmental side, whether it's a lead certification or something like that. But we, we, we generally don't place anything else in construction on that same pedestal. Now, in my mind, every business in the U.S., whether you're a for-profit or a not-for-profit business, you're in business to make money. That is your core function as a company. How you do that is up to the business. Mm -hmm. But you're in business to make money. Take construction, Lee Kennedy, any company that you name, subcontractor, general contractor, CM, owner, architect, we are in business to make money, plain and simple. We do that in construction by building buildings. Now, this is where the conversation changes a little bit. A big part of the way that we make money, that we remain profitable as a company, is that we've, we've had a large amount of success integrating safety into everything that we do. And when I say that, making safety a part of everything we do, um, it's helped us take safety off of that pedestal and ingrained it into every aspect of our lives, from a, a daily interactions with a subcontractor to a kickoff meeting to business development. It's amazing now how much business development is, our, our business development team is involved in safety. Uh, same thing, especially with our pre-construction teams. Mm. Estimating and purchasing. They're called pre-construction teams now. Can't call them estimators anymore, Joe. But our pre-construction teams are teeing up the project and now including safety with a particular trade. Um, to the point where we're, we're pre-qualifying subs and looking at their safety history their performance on our job sites and making a decision partly based on safety. So we've integrated safety into pre-construction. Yeah, it's one of the, yeah, it's one of the factors. It is, right? <clears throat> and all, all the way through the life cycle of a project, we win when we make safety a part of everything that we do. It's no more or less important than quality or cost or schedule. It is just another part of construction. Yeah, and I think the simplest way to put it is if you're not profitable, you got a business and nobody has a job, and then we don't have to worry about anybody being safe because you're not going to have a job, right? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of at the core of what the business does. But just by saying that the, the goal is to be a profitable company doesn't mean that it is at the expense of safety, or it doesn't mean that we're going to do it by lying and screwing subcontractors. And so well said. Right? Well it, said. It's, so, yes, we're going to be profitable. We're going to be profitable, and we're going to do it in an ethical way. We're going to do it in a way that our employees are safe. We treat the people we work with fairly. We might care about their work-life balance. We want to make sure that we have a high level of quality on the product. We have, have like, so... Saying that profit is the thing doesn't mean that it's slash and burn. I don't give a shit about who gets hurt. If I get in lawsuits with my client, I don't care. If I fuck some sub, too bad. They like they're, uh, I just don't want people to get the wrong idea by that statement, but that statement is a reality. Right? And I, so I find you that need to people, be profitable. Yeah, we do. But how can we do that in that ethical and safe way? It, and you find that when you, when you deliver that message to people, that 
because I ask this, I do, I do a fair amount of training, right? And I'll, I'll ask this in like an OSHA 30 or something like OSHA 10 or any training. Um, I usually do the intro to OSHA for the folks over at the AGC when they, when they do it a couple of times a year. And my lead in for the intro to OSHA section has always been the same thing. There are four facets to construction. Quality, four major facets, right? Quality, safety, schedule, and cost. Which one is the most important? I ask that question every class. And I know the answer. They're in a safety class. So I know all those DBs are going to raise their hand and say safety. Yeah. And I go around the room. Um, I don't have to explain DBs, right? No, douchebag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Don't know. I'm, I'm starting to feel guilty about cussing. Um, it's a my... feminine uh, hygiene product. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Just want to make sure I had it right. You. Yeah, right. You got it. Yeah, you, yeah. you got it right. So the, I'll go around the room and say, all right, who, who thinks um, quality is the most important? Not a single person ever raises their hand. Who thinks schedule is the most important? And, and picture a room full of 30 people. One person raises their hand. And one person, I think, gets it. And when yep. schedule goes right on a job, everything else goes well. Yep. Who thinks cost? I'm saving safety for last. I'm almost yep. setting up the question for them to, to fail, right? Yep. And one person raises it, and I, I keep my eye on that guy. And I say, or, or woman, and I say safety. And the whole class goes up, safety. Of course, safety is the most important thing. It's people's lives we're talking about, damn it. It's got to be the most important thing. And then I say, you're, you're such a liar. You're either full of shit or you're placating me when I ask that question. Or you're just fooling yourself. And then I go into the whole, you know, we're in business to make money. But part of how we make money and how we remain profitable is by, by doing our part to keep people safe. I, I truly believe as a safety professional in the concept that every, every human that we work with needs to go home at the end of the day the same way that they came in. Yep. And those people came into work to make money, just like you and I are doing right now. Came into work to make money. But to me, placing safety on a pedestal detracts from it. It has the opposite effect of what people think it should do. You place it on a pedestal, it's it's special, you talk about it, you have slogans and t-shirts, you you have a safety roundtable meeting, you it, I'll tell you one that I'm guilty of still. We have safe monthly safety meetings for our PMs and our supers, our field staff. Yep. It's just about safety. And I've said for a long time, I, I don't like that. I don't like that idea. Mm. At all the other meetings that we do, kickoff meetings, superintendents meetings, PM meetings, whatever they are, a portion of that is dedicated to safety. At some point, we talk about safety. But I still am guilty of a little bit putting safety on that pedestal by holding those safety meetings. In truth, we kind of need to do it because, you know, a two-hour fall protection training is really all you're going to do in that two hours. Yep. Or, you know, whatever the topic is. Yeah. And uh, to be honest, so this is, I think this episode will be divisive. Um, How so? Well, because it's just human nature that people are going to look at things differently. Yeah. So there is somebody that's going to say, no. Safety is first. What's more important, making money or dying? And there's an argument to be made for that. Yeah. That's right? lawyer speak. I, that's, I, the, that's the attorney and somebody saying, wait a minute. Are you saying that safety is less important than profitability? Absolutely not. Take it off the pedestal. 
it is just as important as remaining profitable. If my company is not profitable, like you said, I'm out of a job. Yep. But part of how we do that is safety. And then we do have that moral obligation, which I started to talk about. So I'm, I'm with you, Joe. I, 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 now I understand why you think it could be divisive. I, yeah, there's got to be someone. And if you said to me, Joe, make an argument that safety is the most important or make an argument it's not. I could make an argument on both sides. And I think you could too. Yeah. Right? Yep. So I, I know there are going to be people that listen to this and say, that's bullshit. This person's a safety professional. They shouldn't be out there saying that. Um, I don't think that's the majority of people. I think most people can look at this and say, okay, why don't I look at this objectively and say, hell, maybe there's some merit to what they're saying. And, you know, maybe they might push back and say, well, what about this or what about that? And I would encourage that. And knowing you, you would encourage that, yeah. right? Um, and I think that helps the conversation. And I know you didn't go into this thinking that this is a divisive thing. But I'm glad I, you brought it up because I can, <clears throat> it's one of my concerns was that somebody was going to look at that message like, this guy is a wackadoo. He is, <laughs> you should pull his CSP away from his certification. Nobody should ever utter those words. And I, I don't want it to be that. I'm not saying that safety is not important. Um, because, it, and then you can, if safety is truly the top priority, then while we were paint, while, while you're painting your uh, bathroom at home, put a hard hat, put safety glasses in a vest. What a great example, Joe. Right? A great example. Because something could fall out of the medicine cabinet and hit you, or the can light might fall and hit you in the head, and then it might get in your eye, and like, well, well safety first. Don't worry. If you took a job and you're supposed to get paid, $500 to paint the bathroom, you go out there and buy gloves, glasses, a safety vest, hard hat. Go over the MSDS for put the it all paint. On. And actually, you know what? Probably a respirator. And don't even get the regular safety glasses. Wear the goggles so nothing gets behind yeah. the glasses because that would be unsafe. Hold a safety meeting with yourself, a pre-task plan, all that stuff. Yeah, you're right. right. We, we, we it's don't the top do it priority. The top priority. Right? That's a good point. In fact, that's an argument I've, I've never used, and I think I'm going to use that when somebody... When and don't somebody... go out in a thunderstorm, because there's a chance, if it is your top priority, you should sit inside until the thing. If not, you're putting your life at risk. If you think it's okay to go out and put your life at risk, then safety is yeah. not your top priority. Right? There's, there's I, I degrees. I never use that argument, Joe, when people right? said, hey, you're kind of crazy with this. Yeah, there's degrees of risk in everything we do. I'm not going to drive home. I'm going to walk. Because driving my car home is probably more dangerous than going to a construction site. I saw that pull in, actually. You're probably right. It looks like yeah. the muffler's falling off, Joe. Yeah. So, you know, like, and, and that's where, if it is indeed your top priority, you are going to do absolutely everything humanly possible to make sure you're safe. Because efficiency of what time I get home. Nope, that doesn't matter. My top priority is that I get home safe. I'm going to walk. That is the safest way, and I'm going to walk back roads. Right? Like, you don't do that. You say, no. Yeah. That, you know, it's like, so... There's an acceptable level of risk. Yeah. So... Uh, is it is it safe to ride a motorcycle? That's another question not. I ask. No. See, I think it is. But that's my perception of risk. 
right? Yeah. And it's, it's the same thing with the US. Is it safe to, to skydive? I think it's safer to skydive than ride a motorcycle. You'd probably right about that, but I feel it's safe enough for me mm -hmm. to, to do it. Yeah. I was, my, it was a planned vacation day, kind of, but I had Monday off. I was up 18 or 19 feet in a tree stand hunting on Monday. You were tied off? I was not tied off. <laughs> now, this stand, <laughs> I know, I, know I, I am somewhat hypocritical. <laughs> Top and mid rail with the toe it, kick? It did not have a no. mid rail or a toe kick, but it did have the bar around it. It's a ladder okay. stand, it's a sizable stand. But I have another stand that I was in at the end of the day with climbing sticks that attach straight to the tree, right? That you strap to a tree. And I'm up, same thing, probably 15 or 16 feet. No bar around me, not tied off. And I think about it while I'm up there. I, like, I know. You know, one one step and I'm I'm done. But I take that risk in hunting. Pretty stupid, actually. I should be tied off, Joe, especially at my age and my level of clumsiness. Yeah, I am a clumsy. Well, dude. we all do it. Like I'm at the point where I'd be lying to you if I said that for a lot of years I would weed whack without glasses on. Oh, see, I think that's stupid. That is stupid. It is. That is stupid. I no longer do that. You know, but we we, we kind of. Learn in life. Now I wouldn't do it. That's dumb. It is dumb. I agree. Yeah. It's dumb. But we learn, right? I'm so hypocritical. I'm judging you for not wearing safety glasses while you weed whack when I'm up 16 feet in a tree with not tied off. Pretty, yeah. pretty hypocritical. Yeah, yeah. So it's a long way of getting around. Where I'm, I'm sure this will be. Um, people will have different opinions. I think so too. But I think. If people are listening to this, they're bright enough to try and like look at things from different perspectives and say, oh, you know what, I might agree. I mean, I might disagree with what Jason's saying or what Joe's saying, but um, you know, I can see their point. I don't agree with it, but I can see their point and, you know, and maybe I'm wrong in this area and maybe they're wrong in that area. And like, that's, that's what we want. That's what these conversations are for, I think, to get people to, yeah. to think. So here's a little story. So the when I I've been at Lee Kennedy for almost twelve years now. But when I came there, um, I, I sat around for a year. Meaning I I took the programs that we had in place at the time and just managed those programs because I, what I wanted to do was get to know the company, how they operate, and then tailor any adjustments that we had to make to a safety program to how the company operates. Right. And so a year goes by. I'm, I know the company pretty well. Love it. Love the people, love the work that we do. Excuse me. Can you can you burp on a podcast? I think I just did that. Yeah. I wonder if they heard that. We'll find out. Yeah. Um, and I said, all right, we're gonna we're gonna start with a vision statement. And this is this is me speaking to the senior leadership team. So it's it's Lee and Chris Penny and Alan Fittis and Don Cook and Bob Larry and, and seven all of our PXs. You know, there's, there's twelve people on this senior leadership team. What is our vision for safety? What do you what do you want to see happen? And you start you start coaxing some information out of this out of the group. Oh, we want everybody to go home at the end of the day. Yeah, all right. And we keep going like, all right, safety first. And then somebody finally hits safety first, and it gives me the opening that I needed to go. Guys, stop, stop right there. Tell people what you want to see them do. Tell people what we're going to do, not what we did. <clears throat> excuse me, what we're going to do. And 
we went away from that meeting, came back, whatever it was, a week or two weeks later when we all met. I said, what do we got? And they actually, I, I was, this is where I knew I was working for a good company. The effort that was put in by the senior leadership team to come up with a vision statement, what you want to see out of the safety program, was astounding. The level of effort was astounding. So I'm like, these guys, they take it more seriously than I've, I've ever seen any leadership group in any company that I've ever had the, the privilege to work with before. They get it. They get it. They get it. it so it was, it was Chris, Penny, and Lee that came up with our, our vision statement for safety, which is we will make safety a part of everything we do. It's a declarative statement. We're going to do this. We're never going to stop doing this. Every project, every action, all that stuff. And it was, it was eye-opening for me to hear the senior vice president and the CEO work on and come up with this thing and then refine it to, we will make safety a part of everything we do. I couldn't have been happier. And I know it sounds a little bit corny, but we've used that, that vision statement, that slogan, repeatedly in what we do in some casual conversation. Oh, wait a minute. Let's just include this in the pre-qualification or include this in pre-construction or, you know, we need to do this because it has value and we're integrating the idea of safety into what the trades are doing, whether it's a submittal process or procurement, any of that stuff. So I, I'm not saying that uh, Lee Kennedy is perfect. We're not. We make mistakes just like any other general contractor, but that story is one that has always stuck with me since I started here because it was just so legit. It was legit. Yeah, and it seems like, because uh, you asked me and I started, like automatically your head goes to like, well, what I say? I think that's a great answer, right? It's a, because how do you get past safety first? You know, what, what is safety first? What, what, what does like a reasonable vision look like? Yeah. Right? And, and I think that's it. Yeah, I like, no, I like that. I've got Jeremy Long from Prime Steel calling me right now. Look at I'm name dropping. Mm -hmm. um, topic for another day, but he's calling about the top ten, the top twenty, bottom ten contractor thing that we do at Lee Kennedy. Uh, I will call you back, Jeremy. The top ten, bottom contractor things. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll I like uh, that. It, it's it's a topic for another day because I it's one of my my favoriteest. Not a word favorite of things mm. we do. Look, I said it already. Pete Manfredo, walking by. Love it. Throwing a couple of jabs, too. So the, the reason that we talked about this today is just a little bit of a shift in in thinking is might lead into all of the podcasts that we do. Um, we have successes and failures like any other GC. We, we see the same successes and failures with our trades, the, our partners, people that we work with. Um, but taking safety off of that pedestal and, and putting it into just every action that we take in some, it can be a major way or a small way, that shift in thinking produces to me a very tangible result over time. And the other thing to consider, and we started to touch on it, is nobody out there is stupid. Nobody's dumb. When somebody says safety is our first priority and you're talking to a group of tradespeople, they're going, okay. Listen, I've lived reality on the job for the last 20 or 30 years, and, and I've worked for this company for five, and you're going to tell me that safety is the first priority when all I hear about is schedule, 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 or cost, cost, cost. You know, I, I hear about that all the time, and I live that all the time. 
Nick, don't be afraid to walk in front of the camera. Um, it, it just, people know. They know yeah. when you're full of shit. Yeah. So tell people the truth. It, the fact that we integrate safety into everything that we do, or we try to, is a much better message than, hey, ladies, hey, fellas, safety first. Yeah, and it, and just like uh, I, I think that's where I think Eric's um, synthesis of it is like each task we're going to set out to do this task safely. You set start there. I think you're yeah. you're in a good place. Yeah. So that's it for the first podcast. Okay. Except for a couple things here, Joe. Yeah, this is the yeah. I, I know you didn't like this, but you don't. No, it anyway. it's interesting. I, right. uh, I'm up for it. I also question whether you should do it at the front end to like loosen people up. I think we did a pretty good good job of <clears throat> loosening people up today. Yeah, yeah, we definitely. And I, a little different. I think there's a good um, what's the word? There's a good chemistry. Chemistry. I like that word. It's somewhat romantic. Douchebag to douchebag. We have a yes. good chemistry. Yeah. DB to DB is a more polite DB, way to okay, say it. Joe. I'm sorry. Yeah. There are probably out. kids listening to this, you know. Um, stat of the show. Do you have any stats? No, sure. Can you think of a stat? I know yeah. there was no direction on the what I sent over about who was who was producing the stat. No, I don't have I don't have a stat of the day. All right, I got one. Well, let me ask you first. How many people live in the U.S. currently? It's in the billions, but the two billion, three billion. I don't know. We're not China. I don't know. I, said I, don't I would know. have said 350 million. How many people live in the U.S. today? Ballpark? Oh, Jesus, you two are on the same page. All right, now, now I have to look this up. I'm going to look it up. All right. I'm pretty sure there's somewhere between 350 and 400 million. That's my guess. Okay. 4% of the U.S. population is involved in construction four percent that is a sizable industry in the u.s that's your stat for the day okay four percent yeah now one of us has to google how many people are in there another interesting stat you gave me some time to think about it all right smoke and travel between a hundred and twenty to four hundred feet per minute what travels smoke how many feet? Between 120 and 400 feet per minute, smoke can travel. So it can travel the length of a football field in a minute. So something to think about if uh, if you're looking at it from a fire safety standpoint, fire rating, and to try and contain smoke, it's really uh, it's pretty important. It's surprising to me that it can travel incredible. that quickly. Yeah. Anything about buildings? It's yeah. not always up, right? Yeah. You look at 200 feet from one end of this to the other end, and within 30 seconds over there, look at that, you're a genius. 331 million. I was wrong. I said somewhere between 350 and 400 million. 331.9 million people, according to the... Do we have a census in 2021? I always thought it was an, an even year. Yeah, whatever. There's your stat. Okay. Good to know. All right, last thing. I think we're going to start with your stuff. I asked you top five. Right? Top five is a part of this 
this podcast real quick. You should tell them top five what, though. I know, but it's always going to be the top five something. Oh, you're going to change it every time? Yes. Oh, I thought it was always going to be... No, see, this is the first one. So if you listen to three in a row and you say, oh, he always has the top five, it's kind of a thing. Okay. But you get to know a little bit more of the personal side. And I have to say, for you, um, the personal side is a little strange. Yeah. So, top five songs of all time. So, Joe put down Parting Glass, lots of versions. And I assume you're talking about the High Kings? There's a few. I don't know the High Kings per se, but... Okay, it's it's, it's a, an old Irish traditionally an Irish song, song, right? Yeah, and I had heard the song growing up, but I haven't heard it in using it, so I had to look it up. Now it's traditionally a funeral song, so my question is, what is why? What does it remind you of? Well, I think you put in there like this is I don't even know if we want to go here on this podcast. We get like, dark. It's dark, yeah. Like it's right, keep it light for the first one. Yeah, so. Uh, I enjoy music. I don't think of myself as like a music person. Like I, my brain doesn't work in a way where they're like, what's your favorite album or artist? And can I name four songs off of any album? I can't. I don't, I, there's, but what I do like is songs that make me like feel. Feel emotion. Yeah. yeah. And. I think that's why most people like music. Yeah. And I don't, um. And I think a lot of the ones that make me feel the most tend to be um, more dark, but they make me think of people, and um, and a lot of times it's sad. So, like, Parting Glass is one of them, and it's about somebody who's, you know, at the end, and they're, you know, it's they're having their last drink or their last time being someplace with people, and um, yeah, hey, there's that, a lot of feeling around not, it. That's not. All that dark though. I think it's pretty normal, actually. Or yeah, maybe they're, going, they're going off to die. You know, like if you would put this followed up by something like Rage Against the Machine or something like that, like, you know, you might be bipolar. Yeah. But all yours are. F- and then, um, I like "What Are You Listening To" by Chris Stapleton. Got that. I don't like his album version, but he does a live. I listen to it. Version the Very one good. we was in the radio yeah. station yep. playing it. I heard that live last year. Uh, I would love to. Meadowbrook. He was one of the people I'd love to go. Last year? Two years ago. See? Great. Yeah. Great show. And this one, it's less dark, but it's about somebody who has broken up with somebody. And he's sitting there wondering what the woman, girl that he broke up with, like, what's she listening to right now? Yeah, it's a little bit dark. You know, and... Lost love. Yeah, and like he sings it with like really good emotion, like, and we can all imagine like being there and be like, oh, I wonder what that person's doing right now. Like, if you miss that person or something like that. So, I, I like that for whatever reason. That live version that he does is, I find it very touching. And then you have "Thinking Out Loud" by Ed Sheeran. I couldn't. I, if you asked me to sing that song, I couldn't sing it until I looked it up. Yeah. So, again, it was a song that was playing when my son was born. If this is super dark. I don't know if you want me to. No, let's. You got to keep it light, Joe. Jesus. Yeah. Depressing me. Yeah. This and that one's probably <laughs> that's the most depressing. So I. It's a good song, but it makes you feel emotion. 
Yeah, it's tied with my son and my sister. And all right. Yeah. Those are the best songs that remind you of an individual. Yeah. yeah. In a sad way, though. And then uh, Boston by Kenny Chesney. She comes from Boston. Same thing. My sister. Did she work in a jewelry store? <laughs> no, good one. But she did move. She moved to San Diego, not to the island, but to like get away from things. Yeah. She moved away. Get away from things or you? Maybe I was part of those yeah, things. Probably. You know? But uh, she moved away to get away from things. But um, she was always like from here. So. Never lost it. Yeah. And like, you know, she would notice the difference from people from California and people from here and how like more genuine people from here were. Yeah. And, um, but again, That's it's the truth. dark. You can see it's probably. Angie, you don't have to tiptoe. You don't have to tiptoe. You can stomp your feet if you want. got a bigger backpack than my kids but yeah so you can see that's kind of choking right. me up a little this, bit too this but. was the one that i couldn't figure out and i can't even say the name it's an amy winehouse song oh valeria valerie oh because you spelled it valeria Did I spell it wrong and i'm oh I'm, i missed that mistyped it but is that the same as a steve winwood <coughs> song it's the same uh, song. it's a remake but she did a good job of it she crushes. Oh, she can sing. She can well, sing. She used to be able to. And right? yeah, she's yeah, not she's, with us anymore. Yeah, she's yeah. not with us anymore. But that version, man, like when she sings that, like I enjoy when I smoke cigars. That's one of my cigar smoking really? songs. Like, just hits you. She, yeah, she can just sing, man, and like, love it. And she's got like the, even though she was younger and new, she has like just that sound of like a. Older, Old, like yeah. you, you know, yeah. gravelly fifties. She can, yeah, dirty. Yeah, she's dirty voice. Love her. All right, and then set adrift on memory bliss by yeah. Pam Don. I actually forgot that Pam Don was a band yeah. until you put this song out here. And the first thing that came to my mind was, that's love making music. Interesting. Yeah. So it's just it, I it's listen to it and you know you know what I like it as. It's driving music for me, like windows down. And the reason I like to see all of them like make a connection to, which is when I dated, so I dated my wife in high school. There's a fun fact for this. You want to stat for the thing? I dated my wife in high school. We were apart during college and then got back together. So, um, but I used to drive to like physical therapy and she would come with me. And uh, we would listen to that song. So it, it, like, it's a good feeling, and I like it's like a nice summertime driving. It's got a great like beat and bass, and I just like it. So uh, yeah. So my songs are are never really about other than Valerie and the Chris Stapleton one's a pretty good song too. Other, other than that, they're more about the emotion than that actual that, that song itself. That has to be that has to be almost universal. People like music because it reminds them of something, or it puts them into a certain mood. Like you, you play mm. some songs to get pumped up about something, or like I play, I play center field every day that I'm every Tuesday when I'm driving a softball. To go softball. Yeah, because it gets me amped up to play softball. Yeah, it's, and it never gets old. No, twenty years of doing it, it never gets it's old. It's emotional, and I'll tell you all the old Irish stuff. Like also, the Irish people are depressing. It's they're depressing it's either or like funny. Yeah, so it's, it's either like. A hyper drinking music, like a jig and something fast or whatever, or like 
the guy that they murdered because the British took over. It's just yeah, like we just, it's, we just lost everybody in in the war. Yeah, we just yeah. my family was just slaughtered by you know Britain and like I'm gonna drink myself to death and you know it's like so it's either uber depressing or happy. But like like I remember my dad used to listen to like the Irish Hour. It was like a Saturday or Sunday radio Saturday. show. Oh yeah, and um, on AM radio. Yeah, yeah. He, he used to Same always thing. listen to that, and so whenever I hear them, that's it's usually those always get me all right i'm gonna read my top five and i'm gonna let you pick one to ask me about so we can end this debacle yes so i have power love huey lewis in the news purple rain by prince although i'm gonna replace that i think with easy by the commodores because that song never gets old to me it doesn't matter how many times i listen to it it's, on, it's on your list Joe. i'm throwing a curveball on there I, I'm going to take issue with taking Prince off of any list, but go, All right. go ahead. Hey, it was a toss-up. Um, Sarah Smile. Sarah Smile by Holland Oates. Yep. Amazing Grace by the Dropkick Murphys. That version of it. Uh, Dirt Road Anthem by Jason Aldean. Don't Follow by Alice in Chains. Great harmonica song. Just a, just a great, builds up to a great crescendo and then just drops back down. I just, I love the song. Never gets old. Um, Express Yourself. The NWA version. Good choice. Start Me Up by the Rolling Stones. And Keep On Smiling by Blackberry Smoke. I like the Blackberry Smoke version. I think the original was Wet Willie or something like that. I'm probably I don't know the song. Name. What's that? I don't know the song. Listen to the song. I'm going to have to listen to it. It's a, it's a great, very positive, upbeat song. So you can pick one of those before we end this and ask me about it. Ask you why you like it? Ask me anything you want about the song. Sarah Smile, just a, on a side note here, Bird and the Bee. Bird and the Bee. They do some great Holland Oats covers. Is it a local band? Or are they? I don't know, but they look up Bird and the Bee, Holland Oats. They do a handful of Holland Oats covers that are excellent. All right. Um, Taking that. I was going to ask you, Purple Rain, you took that away. Start me up, Ricky Henderson. Used to come out to that song now and again. Yeah, that's just the song. That one's easy. Yeah, gets you amped up. Let's go. Um, Amazing Grace by Dropkick Murphys. Why uh, that? Is it because the connotation with Amazing Grace, the song itself? No, nah, it's the one song. You know what? I'm going to answer the question. You asked it. Hey, on this podcast, we ask tough ass yes, questions. <laughs> This is not a setup, by the way. All right, here's a story. Um, <laughs> talk about being dark. There's a, there's a dark and a light side to the story. Yeah, because again, often a funeral yeah, song. Yeah, a funeral song. So um, my mom passed away 21 years ago. She was young. She was 56. She had cancer. Tragic. Sorry to hear that. She, she battled cancer for six years. It came back very, very quickly and aggressively. In the, in the course of a day, she, mm. was, she was gone. So sudden, tragic. It's your mother. You, you lose your mother. And I was an absolute rock at the wake and all the prep that we had to do. I was, my mind was, you know, just crazy gone, but I was a rock. My dad and my brother were a complete mess. And for whatever reason, I just, I, I don't think that I had shed, you know, other than right when my mother passed away because we were with her. Mm -hmm. I don't 
don't think that I had shed a tear. I just was trying to be strong, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know why. Um, so we go through the wake. I, I probably shed some tears at the wake seeing so, certain people. But we, after the funeral mass, we go down to St. James Cemetery and down to the, the funeral site, the, the burial site. And um, my mother's buried at the bottom of a, a, a big hill, tree-lined hill. Really, it's a pretty spot. Mm. And we get out of the limo. Everybody parks their cars. We all get out of the, the limo and the, the cars at the same time. And it was a, she was young, so it was a long procession. Bet, and it yeah. was, in my head, it was 100 cars. So we get out, and as soon as I get out, oh, see, this is going to make me cry. Yep, um, just there. <laughs> out from behind a tree at the top of that hill pops my friend Shannon Sargent, full kilt, full-on Scottish mm. regale, and That'll starts playing Amazing Grace on his bagpipes. And I lost it. My knees buckled. I cried like a baby. And now yep. my dad and my brother are the rocks. Like, I, I lost mm -hmm. it. I had I no idea he was going to do that. And to this day, when I hear that song, one, I think of Sarji. Um, but two, like I listen to it a lot when I'm, I hear it a lot when I'm running. Yep. And when I hear that song, I will, I will double my speed. Mm. I will double my effort. For whatever reason, it just gets me like push, push hard. Yeah. You know? So. It probably allows why. you to dump stuff that you want to get out, you know? Uh, no? Yeah. I it's find it's that an emotion. Me. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think it's an emotion that a God, you know, mom's not here. There's nothing. Stop being, stop being a, you know, a little wimp, and you know, running your nine or ten minute mile, and you think it's so hard. Mm. You know, this one went through hell. Push yourself harder, and it, that's what it does for me. So, yeah. Well, thanks for that one, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you should be glad we left off mine. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, this is actually a question for you. Yep. Uh, social media plug. Where are people going to follow this show? How are they gonna how are they gonna know about the show? Other than mass construction, but yeah, so we'll share it on on the mass construction platform. My hope is you as Jason Edick could share on LinkedIn. Not that you have to do it all, but I would say just so people the first couple pet ones, just so people know that it exists. And then like we were talking earlier, I think um, maybe an Insta account. We'll make an Instagram page and a Rinsta or a Finsta. I'm assuming you're Insta. Insta. Yeah. Okay, so there's... I'm talking kid talk here. There's a real Instagram, Insta, and then kids set up the fake Instagram, Finsta, for their parents to see. So they post the stupid shit on their Insta and the family stuff on their Finsta. You're ahead of me. You got all the kids. Yeah. 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 I don't... There could... Be, and then... Don't tell my daughter this, but we... We have access to our friends that account okay, through she won't know. our own friends that we set up to look like a friend, and now we know all the stupid shit that you do. Interesting. Yeah. Smart move. Yeah. Um, and then Mass Construction has Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, you name it, um, Twitter. So I will share from the Mass Construction account, and people can see it that way. But I, I think we, at a minimum, set up an Instagram page for safety on site. And um, that's where people can go. Maybe we go ahead I'm and do LinkedIn because more. I'm going to take your word for it as long as it doesn't involve much work. Because I suck at social media. Yeah. I really do. No, I'll, I'll, I handle all that. Okay. But Good. if you can just put a post on your LinkedIn. Oh, that I can handle. Yeah. All day. You know, 
just so people know that it's out there and you don't need to like continuously do it, but um, just get the word out. And then, like I said, either I'm probably going to either cut a section of this and put it on the mass construction show, or maybe we have you come on and talk about, you know, what you hope this show is or becomes, um, or what you want it to be. And that way people know it. Launching pad for Hollywood. That's what I want it to be. Yeah. There, I'm honest. Yeah. And you can be out. I'm in. I'll I'll do it. You know? And I think that way, once people know that it's there, they're going to go, they'll subscribe to it um, wherever they listen, whether it's Spotify or Stitcher or Podcast or, I mean, or Apple. They subscribe and then it's just going to pop up in their feed and they're there. And then I also kind of. I'm going to get better at this. Next time we do a podcast, I'm going to know what to say when it says you can follow us on yeah, whatever. Yep. And then I also think um, I could see you, even if it's not like the in-studio kind of thing, but even if we hop on a Zoom every once in a while, let's say there's a particular episode coming out that's of interest, I might have you hop on and say, hey... This week, we have this person on after you've already done the recording of it. Yep. Say, hey, this week coming up, we have so-and-so coming on. It's like phenomenal. That. She's great. What, whatever. It, like, this is the one you really want to listen to. Or That's what they call it in the, in the business. It's a teaser, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not in the business, call it? but I would say it's a teaser. But I, I think more of a, a way of like, okay, there are going to be the people that are interested in this and always listen. But then there might be listeners of the Mass Construction Show that we say, hey, we have so-and-so coming on, or we recorded with so-and-so and was one of the best yet. You should probably go over and listen because it's almost like we're filtering for them. For like, okay, I know you're not always listening, but this one, you want to make sure you make time to listen to it. So I, I see that as another way to kind of get it on the purview of folks. All right, well, if you listen to this right now, I hope you got all that. I only took three notes. And it's LinkedIn, Insta, and I actually wrote Rinsta and uh, Mass Construction Show to start. So, yep. thank you very much, Joe, for being yeah. with us today. This is great. I'm I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. I sound like Mr. Rogers. Yeah. But uh, until next time. Awesome. Uh, you know what? We're adding one new segment to this. And you're going to hear this, I think. If you're not watching it, you'll hear it. You can it. see how well planned Jason has this out. Oh, yeah, yes. You're in the sun. No, I'm just, I'm, it's, it's inspiration striking. Bring okay. it in, buddy. Bring no, no I don't mind the sun. No, no. You're going oh, 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 okay. yeah, to yeah, hear yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank this you is, uh, I appreciate it. Awesome. Uh, don't be full of shit. How's that? Bullshit. You're not leaving, are you? No, no, no. You're going to help me break this shit down, right? Low battery. That's a lot of effort. Really? Yep. What I tell you? Oh, next time it's got to be a full charge. That was a long one, though. How do you get... Oh, is it a... Yeah. yeah.